Hello, welcome to the Warrior Families Podcast, where we speak and share principles that will help you find your path into your unique potential. Today, I want to share four impactful insights that I gained while we were at a research trip to an orphanage in Mexico. This is an orphanage that we visit often, and we have come to really love and appreciate the success. And so this time around, there were several things that stood out to me that maybe I hadn't realized before or that are just becoming more real in my life. And I think that there are lessons that we can all learn from as we are experiencing different situations or different um, things we feel called to do that maybe feel um, out of our realm of possibility or even uncomfortable or scary. So I hope these insights help you as you are uh, moving through some of those things in your personal life also. This was taken from a YouTube video that also has pictures and videos from the experience. So if that's something you would like to see, you can find that at our Find Your Path YouTube channel. Hello friends, we are nearing our end of our time here in Mexico and I thought I would do, I'm shopping at Walmart here in a minute and while I'm by myself, I thought I would do a quick video. Um, I've been wanting to vlog a little bit more but it has been a little bit tricky with all of the kids all around all the time and they're just, they just need a lot of love and attention so I just don't feel like I can get my camera out that often but since I'm here by myself, I thought I would do a little recap of the week, some of the le lessons we've learned, some of the experiences we've had, and um, I'll put some pictures on it as I talk that we've been taking throughout the week in the video, as well as some little videos I did get a chance to do that shared some of the things that I was thinking about and learning. So um, we got here on December 26th because we wanted to surprise some of the kids. It was their birthday, and um, even though the, the actual, like, Child's Hope Trip wasn't getting here till the 28th. We wanted to get here for their birthdays and do like a little cake with them. So that night we got here, we surprised them, we gave them all hugs. And then in that night we got to go get them some birthday cakes. And um, we have noticed that the birthday cake experience is a little bit rough here in Mexico. So they'll sing them ber happy birthday or here at the orphanage anyway. We'll sing them happy birthday and then they'll smash uh, faces to cakes and sometimes it can get a little bit rough. But it was a lot of fun. They enjoyed it. We got to give them the little gifts and stuff. And it was neat to be with them for a little bit before everybody else got here to share them with. Um, day two, we got to catch up a little bit more with each of them about how they've been, how things have been going. We did some soccer and did a lot of Rubik's Cube <laughs> playing and just talking. It was just a nice relaxed day where we got to catch up. I did do a little video that morning about some of the thoughts that I'd had so far. So here is that video. Good morning, this is our first morning at the orphanage and we got here yesterday. Um, I'll show you right now that everyone's working on their morning jobs and sweeping. Um, it's been bittersweet for sure. It's been so good to see all the kids we love and to see their smiles. It's um, We're meeting a lot of new kids. There's a lot of new kids here. The better part is not having our friends here that were here last time that are not here this time because they ran away or for other reasons. And that's been a lot harder. I knew it would be hard, but it's been a lot harder than I thought. I realized that I was having a hard time, like wanting to know the newer kids. I, I tried, you know, I kind of got their names and stuff, but my heart was struggling and I realized it's because I'm afraid. I don't want to love them and then have them go too. There's this, this fear inside me that's kind of keeping my heart a little bit closed, even though I don't want it to be. And I was thinking about this last night as I lay in bed and all of these mixed emotions and what am I supposed to do with all of this? It just feels heavy and hard and I don't want it. Um, and I prayed as I went to sleep to help me be able to open my heart and to not 
be afraid, but to just love, to be able to just share God's love with them as long as I have them, however, even if that's a short amount of time. And this morning when I got up to read my scriptures, I came across two scriptures that were really helpful. They were about humility. Um, one of them was about when one of the disciples came and asked Jesus, um, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus took a little child and he said that whoever is like one of these children is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And he said, whoever receiveth one of these receiveth me. And that was a super helpful reminder to me about how important each child is and how important it is that I, as much love as I can while we're here because that is showing love to Jesus and, and showing them his love as well. So the other scripture was when Jesus was washing his apostles' feet and he said that this is how we ought to treat one another through service and just motivated me to be that way while I'm here. Stop being afraid and just serve in love and I hope I can do it. I'll let you know how it goes today, but I'm going to do my best. Day three, I left orphanage pretty early to go pick up the volunteers in San Diego. I went with Keja and with Cohen. We left early enough in case there was some traffic at the border, but it wasn't too bad. So we got to spend some time at Walmart getting things we needed and going out to lunch before the volunteers arrived. And then we got to meet them and we just loved them right away. They were such fun, happy, good people. You could just tell from the very beginning and they proved to be that way throughout the whole week. It was such a pleasure to get to spend time with them, to be with them to feel of their spirit and their desire to serve and to help and to just be happy and good good people. So that was super fun to get to meet them and to get to um, take them back to the orphanage. Day four, it was our family's turn to make breakfast. So we got up and we made French toast. And then we helped kids with their chores. We also started working on the, re the wall that we're building around the orphanage. It's almost finished, but there's this big hole that's been waiting to be filled for a while. And it's always it makes me a little bit nervous when I see just strange people walking through the orphanage often to get to places they kind of cut through as a shortcut. And so it's not very safe in that sense. Uh, so we want to try to finish that wall and we just they just work on it as donations come in. So that's a really good cause if there's something that you want to help serve with. Um, they really need that wall finished. I, I will feel a lot safer for them when they finally have that wall. So that's something we worked on. They got some donations and we're able to work on making that wall. So that was the main project we had as a group um, and everyone worked really hard. It was a lot of work and people just kept at it. It was tiring too because they were heavy but um, no one seemed to get tired. They just mentioned how neat it was or how motivated you are to serve when you just are full of love in your heart. So it was really cool to watch. Then that evening we went out for tacos as volunteers so they could get the taco experience in Mexico. So that was a lot of fun. Day five on Friday, some volunteers got up early to make breakfast burritos so that we could just reheat them because we were going to be going on a hike that morning before breakfast. So they got up, got the things ready, and then we all as a group with the kids went on a hike just behind their home there. And the kids had been looking forward to this the whole time. They kept asking, when are we going to do our hike? So that was super fun. Everyone was so excited to finally get up there. It's pretty steep. And when we got to the top, we did a little activity where we did a human knot. Everyone put their hands together and then we had to untangle ourselves. And then I asked the kids, like, how does this pertain to life? And one kid said, well, sometimes in life we get all tangled up and um, sometimes we feel like we're in a big knot and it's we have to figure out a way to unravel it. And um, I said, yeah, so how do we unravel that knot? And the kids had such beautiful answers um, and some of the volunteers too, but um, they mentioned like, well, we pray and we ask God to help us. They said we can repent. They said we can serve other people and, and look outside of ourselves. Um, they said we can work together and help each other 
get out of our messes and out of those knots that we feel. And I mentioned that sometimes our stomach feels like it's in knots. And, and through that process through connecting to God, we can be lifted out of that and he can help unravel things for us. And so it was a neat activity. Then we sung a child's prayer. That It's a song that they love. So we got to sing that together and then we headed down. I did get a chance to make a video that morning as I was going to get a few things for the breakfast burritos. So here is that video. This is day four of our trip here. And I am waiting for Calimax to open because I need to go buy some water bottles. We're going to go on a little hike this morning before breakfast. I had a neat experience yesterday, a couple of them, and um, I wanted to share them along with the scripture. We had a lady come with two kids that are going to be staying at the orphanage, but they aren't going to go up there yet. She just wanted them to see where they were going so that they wouldn't be scared and just give them a little bit of a introduction. And so they got there and none of the adults like that around the orphanage were around and so the kids just told them well they're not here and so the lady was like okay I guess I'll come back later and the little kids were kind of hiding behind her looking really nervous and so I said hey I can give you a tour if you want and she said oh that would be so wonderful so I started taking her around and showing the kids some of the fun things that there are at the orphanage to do like the football area and different things that they're planning on building and trying to introduce them to some of the kids there and um, after a little while, the, the one of the little boys was like, I think I'm gonna like it here. There's a lot of things to do. And he looked so much happier than he did when he first got there. And that was such a blessing to see. I think I reminded some of the kids after they left, like, do you remember your first day here, what it was like? And they did and talked about how scary it was to go to somewhere new and to have these changes. And I think it's easy to forget or take for granted how blessed we are to have a home that's safe not a lot of people have that and another two kids came in who are going to be staying at the orphanage so they just came in to drop them off and they were standing by a car by themselves um kind of waiting to see what was next and nobody was really talking to them so again i went over there and asked them their names and asked them if they were staying and the little boy started to cry so i got to put my arm around him around him and talked to him a little bit and just he shared with me some of his feelings about why he didn't want to be there and what he missed and um, his sister shared with me some of the things that she had been doing and what it was like where she used to live and then I had the opportunity to just sit and listen to them as they were going through this really tough transition I just told the boy I said my arm around him like this is hard changes are hard by the end of the day he was making some friends and so was the girl and they're starting to look a little more settled I'm sure it'll be a tough transition she told me that her last transition, she didn't, she wasn't able to eat for a couple of weeks much because it was so hard. So again, it was another beautiful reminder of the blessing it is to have a safe place and of the blessing it is to be able to love people when they need it. I think we can all look around and start to notice the needs around us because regardless of where we live, at an orphanage or um, in the U.S. in a nice home, there's usually some sort of turmoil that has happening within each of us, some decision we're making or something difficult we're going through. And love can it has such a strong power because it's god that you know god is love and so that's that's what heals and we are so blessed and um, the scripture i wanted to share is from doctrine and covenants 58 i think um it's a one that a lot of people know but it really hit me as i was reading it this morning and i'm not going to say it word for word but it's something like men should be anxiously engaged in a good cause and do many things of their own free will for the power is in them wherein they're agents unto themselves. And I just love that because it's easy to get caught up in like, okay, 
uh, what do I, what I should, what should I do and what must I do and what's the best thing to do. But if we can just try to do many good things as we go through the day, try to smile at people, try to show love, that's great power. That's that power of love that um, we can make such a huge difference with. And if we can just kind of stay connected to God and just remember him and share his love with others, then there's a lot of power in that. And what a blessing to be able to have that here in this earth. So that's some of my thoughts this morning. Kelly Max just opened, so I'm going to go in to grab the water bottles and I'll see you soon. Then after breakfast, we again, some of us helped kids with chores. Some went to work on the wall. Uh, some helped with the goats. They wanted to them to eat some of the weeds that were overgrowing. So some people did that. And then we also did a big trash pickup throughout the property to get that looking a little bit more clean. After that, I took the volunteers over to see the beach to do some souvenir shopping. And then when we got home, we got to do a campfire. So we got hot dogs and marshmallows and some uh, cookies. And we were able to do some s'mores and have a little hot dog dinner with the kids. And that's always a highlight. I love that part. They love it too. And we had just a good time talking, spending time together. Day six was Saturday, which was New Year's Eve. And so that was super fun. The first thing we did is we worked on the wall again, try to get it as finished as we possibly could. Um, and then we weren't quite done, but we had also scheduled a movie at that time with the kids. They wanted to see Puss in Boots. And so some of us took the kids out there to see the movie and some people stayed to finish the work at the wall. Um, they were amazing. Like I said, everybody was working so hard. And so um, the kids loved the movie. There was a really some really cool messages in there that we got to discuss later that I thought were really good for them to think about and for all of us to think about. So that was a lot of fun. And then when we came back, we got ready for New Year's and the kids did some dances for us and then we sang a song for them and then the director asked each family to go up and share like a message with everybody so and to share something that they've been grateful for that year so we took turns um, one of the volunteer families and one of the orphanage groups uh, of family or groups of friends would get up and share something that they were grateful for that year that was really inspiring and beautiful to see um, people mentioned being grateful for a roof over their head, for having food, for some of the experiences that were really difficult that taught them a lot of lessons. Um, and then after that, we had a big dinner. I mentioned that one of the lessons I had learned that year when something was really hard and was bothering and hurting my heart, that my mom came in one day to my house and she asked me what was wrong. And then she said, you know, I know what it's like to live on the streets. And even though things were really hard, I always knew there was something inside me that said that God was, was there and that he loved me. And sometimes I would look up at the sky and I would feel his love for me. And I knew that some, someone was watching out for me and that the difficult things and the hard things that he was going to help me through them. And then he always did. And as I look back on my life now, I can see his hand and I can see how he guided me and how he helped me. Even though sometimes at the time I didn't understand why certain things happened, I can look back and see that, that it was all good. And so all the kids that you're worried about or the difficult things that you see, um, just I remember you have to remember that God is there and that he loves them and that he is watching out for them. And that was super helpful for me and I wanted to share that with them. So that's one of the things I shared and other people shared other beautiful experiences and hard things that they've been through as well. So then after we shared our, some words and some thoughts, we got to go and have some dinner. It was delicious. And then we went out, we did some fireworks. We came back in and played some games, had a dessert, and then went back out for New Year's, said, said Happy New Year, hugged everybody, and then they all went to bed. Except for the teenagers, they got to go out and do some more fireworks. 
Um, I went to bed. I didn't even realize the teenagers were doing that until I didn't see any of my teens around. And then they told me what they were doing. But they had a lot of fun that night and got stayed up pretty late. And then the next day we got up. The volunteers that were leaving that day got up really early so that they could cross the border quickly. So some left at 5, some left at 6, and some left at 7. And then just me and another, our family and another family stayed. My husband left today with three of my kids, and then the rest of us with another family are staying until Wednesday morning. I have a few things I've got to do in regards to like legal things. Um, we're trying to get dual citizenship for my husband and for my kids and um, figuring some other things out. So we're staying a little longer. But after the volunteers left, we, we came out, we had some breakfast with the kids, and then our families went to church. They weren't going to the church that day because they stayed up so late, so the orphanage director decided not to have them go to church because their church is pretty early. But our church was at noon, so we went to church, and that was a beautiful experience. It was testimony meeting. Um, the announcements were cool because he just announced some of the talks that were taking place online. It's the same talks that they'd be announcing where we live in Utah and um, some of the activities they're having, which are very similar to the activities that we're, our board is doing in Utah, our congregation. And so that was neat to see. And then the hymns are all familiar and it just, the spirit was, was beautiful in the meeting and the testimonies that were shared. One in particular really stood out to me because she said that they were, for New Year's, they were, um, in about an hour away and, and they decided to come home that morning or around two in the morning because they had uh, their son's priesthood ordination uh, at the church that day and they didn't want to miss it so they're driving around two in the morning and it was a stormy night like the wind was blowing the rain was pouring and there were rocks like from the canyon walls that were on the road and so she said she was driving and she was super nervous because she was seeing all of these rocks and cars that were pulled over to the side of the road because they had hit a rock. And she gets really anxious about car accidents. So she kept feeling like she needed to be really scared. And she was singing hymns and praying. She kept feeling this feeling of peace and calm. But she kept talking herself out of it like, no, no, this is scary. Like I get so scared with, with car rides. But then again, this feeling would settle over her. And she said that she knew that you know, God was watching out for her and that things were going to be okay. And that feeling couldn't have come from her because she is generally very afraid of car accidents and she wouldn't have been that calm on her own. Hey, so my phone ran out of battery when I was talking in the car. So now I am, I had to come and charge it and the kids are now watching a movie in their little theater room. And I came out here to finish up what I was doing and um, grab my phone. Um, I'm now in our dorm. I can show you around, but it's super super messy right now i meant to clean it today and we just got busy with everything and so we've been here several days and i just keep getting busy with things and we don't get around to cleaning it but this is where we sleep that's our very messy beds we've got clothes hanging um yeah it's a mess right now but anyway we are not staying very much longer and we'll get it looking clean soon um so I was sharing the story about the lady, her testimony about how she came home with all the rocks and the, how she felt calm and peace, even though she kept talking her to herself about um, how she needed to be scared. And she realized that she was trying to make herself scared, that, that that feeling was actually there and that didn't come from her. And I related to that story so much because I've been feeling lately, especially on this trip, a lot of times like I, I don't want to leave. And I think this trip, as I've gotten to know them better, as they've shared more stories, and as I hear just the difficult things that um, that they've been through, and how dark how dark the world can be, um, things I don't understand how anyone could do, I just it, I feel like this this is never this is not right. This is not just. This is not fair. That children that are so good and so sweet 
have had to go through such difficult, difficult, awful things. Um, just today, actually, a couple of them were sharing some things with me that felt so, so heavy. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it in my heart. And I just said, uh, you guys, you know that you don't deserve that and it's not right. And you guys deserve a loving, happy, beautiful family. And it's not right that you don't have it. But with Jesus, all things will be made right in the end. And we don't see it now, but our reward will be so much better than we even imagine. Um, you guys are so good, uh, even though you've been through so much. And you'll be able to understand people so much better than others because you've been through so many hard things. And even though we don't understand that darkness now, in the end, it will be made clear. And we will have so much light and so much joy. But that heavy weight that we carry sometimes, Jesus carried for us. And we can give it to him. And that's where I've been lately when I hear these things and it feels so heavy. I've just been trying to give it over to, to him to know that he already carried it, that he's felt all of this pain so that we wouldn't have to. And, and to practice just f processing it, feeling it, crying with them. It was so sweet today when they were telling me the stories and I started to to cry when I was saying that it wasn't right and it wasn't fair. And they comforted me. They put their arms around me and... They comforted me. They are so good. And during this trip, as I've gotten to know them better and I hear more of their stories, sometimes I kind of run run away, to be honest. I I love being here, but part of me just wants to be home and to hide in my blankets and to forget that there's so much hard things and that there are kids who suffer and to just um, go back to my happy life where things aren't so hard to hear. And actually, that's been a really interesting witness to me because that is my natural man. I don't want to do this. I want to hide away. But like this morning when I got up to, no, yesterday morning when I got up to read my scriptures and to write in my journal, it was Sunday and I had a little time. The kids, it was raining, so the kids weren't being let out of the room. And I just had this moment where I could just reflect and connect to God. And as I was writing and reading my scriptures, everything felt so right like all of these decisions we're making that I think what in the world why are we doing this and why are we putting ourselves through this pain and these things that are um seem so impossible and so hard um it just felt like it's not that big of a deal like when you see things through God's perspective it's almost like he lifts you up from these stones these rocks on the road that feel so big and so heavy and he helps you see his picture his grand design his vision and, and I just glimpses of it. Obviously, I don't see it all, but enough to know that those are just small. That what it seems so big right now is, is small. And that I can trust him and that things will be okay. And it was a witness to me that it's not for me. Like those, those feelings don't come for me. Um, when I'm in my tired, natural state, I don't want to do any of it. But when I feel his presence, when I'm with him, when I'm at the temple or in my scriptures or in prayer, it's different and it's wonderful to see that because then I know that I'm not just being crazy out here, that there's a another power that's guiding me and helping me through. And that's so comforting because if this is just me and my willfulness, I don't want to do it. It's just my stubborn personality that wants to do something hard or challenging. Then no, thank you. <laughs> I want to stay home. I want to do some other kind of challenge. But when it's from him, then I know it's possible and that it's worth it and that it will be awesome in the end. It'll be beautiful. So that's been a really um, great lesson this week about um, as we've been here. Oh, and then on New Year's Day, after we got home from church, I was able to get out at an activity where we wrote down, I made four quadrants. I had them fold their paper and fourths. And then in each square they had to, I asked them to write a spiritual goal, a mental goal, 
a social goal and um, and physical goal. And then tomorrow we're going to make little bracelets to remind them of their goals. Their goals were so sweet. I'll have to take some pictures and show you guys here on the video. And then in the evening we started a movie and then we got halfway through it and then they turned it off and then we started it again today, which is what they're doing right now. Um, but I will probably film a little bit more before we go and then I'll give you that overall after the trip thoughts um, in a little bit. Um, see you soon. Hey, so we are home, right Cohen? We're not home. <laughs> You're right. Um, so we are on our way to the store, but we made it home from Mexico. And so we- are you talking to? <laughs> to the people who watch the video. <laughs> and um, we had a really good time with the kids on the last couple of days we were there. Got to talk and chat and had a good time. And then the last day, we played a lot of soccer. I had a lot of errands to run, so I didn't get to see them most of the morning because I need to do some some stuff that we're trying to get done there for our um, living in Mexico. But in the evening, we watched um, a movie and had some chips and um, bought them some drinks and were able to just cuddle and have a good time together um, on the last day. And then we drove home yesterday and it was really, really bad. A lot of snow, a lot of rain. Um, it was a struggle. We almost didn't make it. I almost pulled over to go to a hotel. We were actually looking one up and I thought on the next exit we'll go out, but then it started to clear up a little bit. So I gave it one more exit and it started to get a little better. So we were really grateful when we finally got home. I was gonna do like a little recap uh, at the very end of this video, but I think I'm gonna save it for the next video because there's a lot of things that I wanna process and write down in my journal. So I think this is a good length of video. We're gonna stop here and then my next video, uh, we will talk about the learning experiences and some of the takeaways. So it's been fun um, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Will you please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends so that we can grow this warrior family movement and encourage one another in using our unique gifts in the fight for good. And if you'd like to know more about the Warrior Journey program, the events, the school, or any other resources, please visit awarriereducation.com and I'll see you there.